It is so noisy, isn't it? All the time, all the noise, all the confusion, all the lies, right? Telling us how great Bidenomics is, what a threat to democracy Trump is, the war in Ukraine, blah, 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 blah. It gets distracting, not even distracting, what is it? Uh, you become numb to it. You really become numb to it. And they don't show us any of the cool stuff. You ever notice that? Even Fox News. They are so conflicted about Trump. It's kind of funny to watch. Uh, I don't have that problem. Take a look at this. This is the final battle. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists, Marxists, and fascists. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. We will rout the fake news media, and we will liberate America from these villains once and for all. Come on, you got to admit that's cool. It's very cool. Politics does not have to be boring, all right? And he's speaking a lot of truth. There are cool videos like this. And also, oh, by the way, policy initiatives, detailed written statements that he puts out. And yeah, videos where he talks about, like, the recruiting crisis our nation's military is facing. When I'm back in the White House on day one, we are returning to a foreign policy that puts America's interests first. America's chief interest in Eastern Europe is peace and stability. We want people to stop dying. This war should never have happened, but it is long past time to end the senseless death and destruction. Joe Biden's woke policies and political purges have repulsed many great patriots from serving. They don't want to serve in our military. Frankly, they disrespect our president. That's a big factor. I will restore the proud culture and honor traditions of America's armed forces, and there will be no Marxism allowed, no communism allowed, and we'll get rid of the fascists. Thank you very much. Hmm? What do you think, huh? I like it. And no communism allowed in the military? I think that is totally reasonable. These videos, the material he's putting out is great. It's a great canceller of the noise, and the noise is intense. And here's something else, you know, all that chatter all the time about how terrible Trump is, how great Biden is, protecting Biden, ignoring all the stuff about Hunter. It can drive you crazy and it can make you kind of frustrated. What can we do? What can we do? Well, there are some simple things we can do. All right. I'm going to go through them. If you start doing this stuff, I think you'll feel better. Number one, I'm not saying to what candidate, but if you start giving money, you will feel better. All right. You'll have a, some ownership in this. And guess what, everybody? If you can only give a dollar, if a thousand people give one dollar each, that's a thousand times better than one guy giving a thousand dollars. Does that make sense? More people, small donations. That's the new super donor in America. Also, post on social media. I know that, you know, turns off a lot of people, social media, you know, just go for it. Set up an account and pipe off about politics. I'm kind of saying join the noise, which is a little bit contradictory, but I think it's important. Too many people are censoring themselves, right? Self-censoring. We have to stop that. Here's something else. Write a letter. Write a letter, a physical letter. Ink, type it up, print it up, whatever, to a congressman, to a senator. Let them know that you're out there and you feel a certain way about an issue. Letters get their attention. Generally speaking, if you email a congressman, it goes off to nowheresville. Uh, that makes a difference. Of course, we all got to vote. 
That kind of goes without saying, right? Vote in the big elections and in the small elections. And here's something else that I actually need to do more than anybody probably, study the United States Constitution. All right, real quick, what's the Seventh Amendment, right? Can you whip that one out right now? If you can't, you got to study. And so do I. So do I. Uh, so just some suggestions. In the meantime, we do have to withdraw. Well, we did cover extensively the whistleblowers. And this was so important. These guys from the IRS, I was really impressed with them. And we went through their testimony yesterday. I thought it was so important that the mainstream media could not ignore it. Wow. <laughs> Silly me. Tonight, the images coming in now, the monster tornado touching down an EF2, winds up to 135 miles per hour. All right, I get that. That's a big story. But come on, next. The passengers on board a Delta flight sitting for more than an hour on the tarmac amid triple-digit temperatures outside. They had to call in medical teams and oxygen. I feel terrible for those people, but come on. Former President Trump tonight bracing for what he predicts will be an indictment and arrest after being told by the special counsel he is the target of a federal criminal investigation. Tonight, what we're now learning that was in that letter from Jack Smith, the federal statutes reportedly cited. John Carl with late reporting for us. All right. They can't resist that. So after that, this would be the perfect time to talk about the whistleblowers, right? Escaping an alleged house of horrors, authorities say two young brothers, just seven and nine, climbing out through a window. Their mother and her boyfriend under arrest tonight. Neighbors calling 911. Yikes. I'm glad those kids got out of there safely. All right. Come on. One more chance. And America Strong, the kindergartner, and what he revealed as he stood before the crowd. And it is extraordinary. ABC News, World Headquarters. World Headquarters, World News Tonight. Everything except the story that's possibly negative, possibly embarrassing, possibly criminal behavior from the Bidens. Let's give somebody else a try. The New York Times, the print edition. I have not actually picked up a print newspaper in a long time. I have not yet looked through this. This is Thursday, July 20th, so it would be in this paper because... It was uh, yesterday, right? It happened yesterday. Definitely not on the first page. Not on the second. Ads, stuff like that. Uh, U.S., China, global climate change. Something going on in Spain. <laughs> Protests and... Uh, is that? No, no, no. Imprisoned to act... No? Um... Oh, goodness gracious. National. Here we go. Subway and bus fares. Oh, <laughs> Save the whales. Sorry about this. I thought it'd be earlier. It's got to be in here somewhere. Uh, some sheriff in Mississippi in trouble. Uh, goodness gracious. Hey, yes. A-16. <laughs> there it is. Below the fold. A-16. Thank you, New York Times. On page 16, they did it. And, uh, well, is it fair? Yeah, it seems like they covered all their bases. But what about that fake news guy on TV? Uh, what does he really like to cover? A white woman blocking a black tenant from entering their apartment building. A white woman confronting a black man about entering her apartment building. Great, great. All right. So you see what happens here, right? The fake news, they evaluate stories this way. 
Does it help Trump? Um, that's not a good story. Does it hurt Trump? That's a good story. Does it help Joe Biden? Does it protect Joe Biden? That's their, that's their angle on just about everything. It's not our angle, of course. Regular people, I don't think we care. I think we just kind of want an honest reflection of what happened uh, in yesterday, certainly in the newspaper. You can't ignore something as big as those whistleblowers and as big as the 1023 from the FBI. Have you heard about this thing? It's finally been released. Democrats, they said this would be the worst thing in the world, didn't they? That's a really dangerous, risky thing to say that um, that internal FBI documents, uh, these forms 1020 that relate to the statements being made by confidential human sources um, in conversation with other people um, should be released to the public. I mean, that's a really dangerous, risky thing. Guess what I got? A Form 1023, Congressman Raskin. The public has the information. Wow, that is very dangerous to you people in power. This is all about, well, um, a guy named Zlozhevsky, who started Burisma. And this is the way things roll in Eastern Europe. You bribe public officials. I don't blame Zolchevsky, this guy. He is doing business the way they do business over there. He's bribing people. He hires people like Hunter Biden to get stuff done. I'm going to go through all the juicy parts in this memo. One term we have to clear up, though, uh, defined for everybody, including myself, CHS. That means confidential human source. We'll be using that term uh, throughout. Are you ready? Let's go. Number one. They hired Hunter Biden to protect us through his dad from all kinds of problems. Uh, he replied, uh, Porjoski, that Hunter Biden was not smart and they wanted to get additional counsel. Zlochevsky replied something to the effect of, don't worry, Hunter will take care of all those issues through his dad. Uh, they said that it costs $5 million to pay for one Biden and $5 million to pay for another Biden. The confidential human source told Zlochevsky that any such payments to the Bidens would complicate matters and Burisma should hire some normal U uh, U.S. oil and gas advisors because the Bidens have no experience with that business sector. I like this confidential human source. Zlochevsky made some comment that although Hunter Biden was stupid and his dog, Zlochevsky's dog, was smarter, Zlochevsky needed to keep Hunter Biden on the board so everything will be okay. Uh, CHS understood this to mean that Zlochevsky had already had paid the Bidens, presumably to deal with Shokin, the prosecutor. The confidential human source asked Zlochevsky whether he was concerned about Burisma's involvement with the Bidens. Zlochevsky stated he did not want to pay the Bidens and he was pushed Pushed to pay them. Zlochevsky stated Shokin had already been fired and no investigation was currently going on and that nobody would find out about his financial dealings with the Bidens. Uh, the confidential human source then stated, I hope you have some backup proof for your words, namely that Zlochevsky was forced to pay the Bidens. Zlochevsky replied he has many text messages and recordings that show he was coerced to make such payments. 
Additionally, it is extremely common for businesses in Russia and Ukraine to make bribe payments to various government officials. I talked about that earlier. The confidential human source clarified that Zlochevsky said he had a total of 17 recordings involving the Bidens. Two of the recordings included Joe Biden, and the remaining 15 recordings only included Hunter Biden. Uh, the source reiterated that, per Zlochevsky, these recordings... Uh, evidence Zlochevsky was somehow coerced into paying the Bidens to ensure the Ukraine prosecutor general Viktor Shokin was fired. Now, the FBI throughout all this, they they did not want to give out this this memo. They say it will compromise the confidential human source. A um, couple of things. They actually respect the confidential human source. This guy is well placed. They want to keep him alive. They want to keep him safe. I want that as well. Oh, by the way, the FBI, they've got plenty of resources to keep him safe. So I think that's covered. Hmm. Remember when Joe Biden bragged about getting that prosecutor fired? Doesn't it all kind of make sense? He's trying to make it sound like it was a policy thing. It was a money thing, I do believe, for him. That's what this says. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. Why would he tell that story about, and why would he have gotten involved in the termination of some prosecutor in some country? Is there any country in the world where Joe Biden tried to get a prosecutor or any local official fired? I'm pretty sure the only country is Ukraine. How about that? How much money did he get? The family and associates? It's alleged $17 million from Ukraine. And when you ask Joe about this, what's his cutesy, uh, not really cutesy, reply? Bribery allegation. Congresswoman Nancy May says there's damning evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to the congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, Where's the money? Where's the money? They hit it well, it seems. That's what Bobolinsky has said. That's what this says. They have hid the money very well. They spread it out thinking they would never get caught, but I think they're busted. However, they are unindicted at this point. They have not been arrested. Who has? The left is once again trying to destroy me because by destroying me, they destroy you. They destroy the whole country, which is really what they want. It's a big and vicious witch hunt. But the real victim isn't me. The real victim is you. The deep state is trying to stop you from voting for the only candidate who will restore power to the American people, and they understand that. But mark my words, on November 5th, 2024, the American people will take back our country and we will make America great again. These fascists and Marxists and communists will be defeated. We have no choice or we will not have a country left. Thank you very much. Think of everything he's going through and look at that attitude. It's a winning attitude and it is inspiring. You know, we all have trouble in life, right? We all have things go wrong and stuff we're dealing with. Imagine three indictments and possible jail time, and yet he still presses on. It's kind of amazing. Now, the, the thing that they're trying to get him on regarding January 6th, they came up with this law. They found it. Uh, I think it goes all the way back to what, like the early 1900s. Uh, 18 U.S. Code 241, conspiracy against rights. 
I've been through this thing. I'm not the only one who thinks this is a joke. Let's go ahead and cite it. Let's see. Uh, ooh, if two or more persons conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person in any state, territory, commonwealth possession, blah, 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 in the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured to him by the Constitution or laws of the United States, I think they get 10 years in prison if found guilty. Um, and it's the or part, intimidate or threaten. You know, you have to do that in politics sometimes. They're criminalizing, I do believe, regular speech. If two people tell somebody else to shut up and go home, is that in violation? Even the corrupt prosecutors from the left, if you watch carefully, they, they know they're kind of really stretching this. Explain that to me, Chuck. Well, sure, Katie, I'll try. Um, so we all have rights conferred upon us by the Constitution and the laws of the United States. We can, we can travel, we can publish, we can speak, we can petition our government, we can vote. Now, if somebody or some buddies, uh, if somebody conspires with others to threaten one of those rights, Katie, undermine one of those rights, oppress one of those rights, that's a federal crime. With these guys, everything is a federal crime. <laughs> I've not heard anyone say that Donald Trump tried to prevent anyone from voting. Have you? He's trying to figure this out as he's going along here, and it doesn't get much better. This statute would cover the oppression, the threatening of the right of citizens or members of Congress to vote, to exercise a privilege, a, a right guaranteed to them by the Constitution and the laws of the United States. You know, it's not clear at first blush that that would be, you know, one of the statutes that the, that the uh, special counsel would cite, but it makes sense to me. I've seen it used. I've read the statute carefully, and it's sensible, Kitty. It's not sensible. He knows it. You can tell if somebody feels then he goes on to say if somebody felt uncomfortable, you can try somebody for a felony. Ruby Freeman. Remember that character uh, acknowledged by Joe Biden as one of the heroes who helped save his political career in Georgia. Ruby Freeman uh, Raffensperger. Uh, he was uncomfortable at one point. Granted, I think this guy is uncomfortable at a at a G-rated movie. I just don't think, I think he's a very kind of skittish type. Uh, that's why they've all been saying they feel threatened, they feel uncomfortable setting up this kind of bogus prosecution. Jocelyn Benson, the Secretary of State in Michigan, uh, she was really hitting that hard. Oh, I felt threatened by MAGA, so uncomfortable. Well, we caught her in a total lie when we come back. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Awesome. Apollo 11, 54 years ago today, they landed on the moon. 
Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, Mike Collins flying overhead and about 100,000 people on Earth uh, working at NASA and billions of people all over the globe rooting for him. It really was a moment where everybody came together. You know, they always play the um, one small step for man uh, clip, but they never show you this. The phone call between Richard Nixon, and who was the president at the time, and uh, the astronauts on the moon. It was actually pretty cool. Neil and Buzz, uh, the President of the United States is in his office now and would like to say a few words to you, over. That would be an honor. Uh, go ahead, Mr. President. This is Houston out. Hello, Hello Neil, Neil and Buzz. I'm talking to you by telephone from the Oval Room at the White House. And this certainly has to be the most historic telephone call ever made from the White House. I just can't tell you how proud we all are of what you have done. For every American, this has to be the proudest day of our lives. For one priceless moment in the whole history of man, all the people on this earth are truly one. One in their pride in what you have done. And one in our prayers that you will return safely to earth. Thank you, Mr. President. It's a great honor and privilege for us to be here. Isn't that cool? That is the first split screen ever shown on television. Now we do, don't even think about it, but that was kind of innovative. Roger Ailes, the great Roger Ailes, was the one who engineered that. What a moment. And take a look at some pictures on the moon 54 years ago today. Buzz Aldrin coming down the, uh, the ladder there. Um, there's Buzz by the flag. And uh, here's another one of Buzz. <laughs> All the pictures on the moon are of Buzz. Uh, uh, Neil was the one with the camera. There's actually not one decent picture of Neil Armstrong on the moon. Uh, I got to recommend a film. It's called Apollo 11. Uh, it came out in 2019. It's amazing. What they did was they kind of remastered a lot of the footage, and it's just awesome, Apollo 11. There's another one. Uh, it's a documentary called Moonwalk One. It was made in 1970, and uh, believe it or not, people were already bored of the moon back in 1970, and NASA had this uh, documentary made to kind of stir up interest again, and it still works. It's still great. So the moon, we have not been back in since 1972. Is that crazy or what? How many? Uh, 50, 50, 50? One years ago? Yeah, 51 years ago, Apollo 17. Now, we should be going back relatively soon. They have the crew already picked, not the crew, but the team. Uh, one of these people should be the next person on the moon, the Artemis team. They're going to go back next year, just fly around the moon. I'm not sure when we're going to walk on it. Here's the one little thing that kind of disappoints me about all this. It's all about landing a person of color or a woman on the moon. I mean, what about a person? This is the major priority of the whole program. With the Artemis mission, NASA will land the first woman and first person of color on the moon. I don't know. We're going back. Americans are going back. Uh, that is the name of the game, though, these days. Even at NASA? Anyway, we don't care. We don't care about gender or race or anything like that. We, as a country, have got to get back to the moon. Now this. So the war in Ukraine uh, keeps going. No end in sight. 
now this is both good and kind of weird that life in a good chunk of Ukraine is normal. People go to McDonald's, people just walking around. Have you seen this stuff? Actually, a guy on social media pointed out, look at Kiev, Ukraine, compared to Philadelphia. Look at the carnage in Philadelphia, the human carnage. Look at what we have. These are American streets, not just Philadelphia, San Francisco, Seattle. You've seen these videos by now. We have such huge problems here. Do we really have the, the bandwidth, the money to be doing all this overseas? And it was raised last week, I think, to Mike, Vice President Mike Pence. Most Americans can't find Ukraine on a map. Be honest here. Let's put the map up without any, any countries labeled. Which one is Ukraine? Um, which one is Ukraine? Uh, you know, it's a little bit tough, right? We know that the big purple country is Russia, so it's probably, okay, there it is, there it is. How many of us can really do that? I think it's actually very few, and we really should be thinking about peace and not perpetual war. Next. So, you know why people riot? It's fun. A lot of people have fun rioting. Uh, sociologists have determined that decades ago. Yeah, there's fun and profit in rioting. And talk about profit. New York City, recently, just this week, they're going to pay $13.7 million to BLM rioters, 1,300 people who were arrested. Sorry we arrested you for breaking stuff and uh, harming people. Uh, all those charges get thrown out. And for their trouble... For being arrested, causing all that trouble and being arrested, they're going to get $10,000 per rioter. Each one gets $10,000. Largest settlement by police in a, uh, a civil rights uh, case in United States history, this kind of class action lawsuit. Protesting has been around for a long time, and it's true. People have fun doing it. Um, it's just a truism. There was a book written about all this stuff. Actually, the unheavenly city in a big chapter in there, rioting mainly for fun and profit, the looting, the virtue signaling, the pointing your finger at somebody and saying, you need to change. You're wrong. Not me. Think about it. It is so much easier to call for change in someone or something else than to make change in our own lives, right? I think that's where a lot of this stuff comes from. It is so much easier. You, you're the problem, right? Sometimes that happens in relationships as well. Next. Have you heard about the American soldier who left South Korea and went into North Korea? His name is Travis King. He's in North Korea. We don't know what the heck's going on with him. There he is. He snuck away from his unit. He was supposed to go back to America. He was in some trouble. He actually had just served time in a South Korean jail for, for alleged assault. And look, he obviously has some problems, so he decided to go to North Korea to escape it all. That was a huge mistake. It happens. Every so often, some American soldier decides, I've got too many problems in America and South Korea. I'll take my chances in North Korea. And they all, all regret it. This is um, a man named Jenkins. And all the way back in like the early 1960s, he had it with his unit and decided to go to North Korea. And he stayed there for about 45 years and he hated it. Almost starved, they were mistreated, everything was you know, dictated, what he could do, what he couldn't do, who he could marry. He actually found a nice girl though, and that was good. He ultimately left North Korea and told his story. 
In September 2004, Sergeant Jenkins reported for duty at a U.S. base in Japan. It appears that no deserter has ever come back after being gone so long. How did it feel to be in uniform again after 40 years? Felt good. Felt good? Why so? I correct my mistake. Isn't that interesting? Uh, he was technically still in the Army. He was dishonorably discharged. They had to punish him 30 days in the brig, and he got to meet his mother before she died. She was like 90-something. He's in his 70s. The mother was still alive in North Carolina. There's another guy, Dresnock. He left similar circumstances, uh, didn't like his life in the Army, goes to North Korea. He had a better time of it, though. He actually said he liked it, had a couple of kids, and uh, here's an update on Dresnock's children. American soldier James Dresnock defected to North Korea in 1962. Dresnock and his sons, now adults who still have never left North Korea, acted in North Korean propaganda movies, playing the evil American. Isn't that wild? What a weird country. Anyway, we hope this guy, Travis King, who obviously made a big mistake, I hope he doesn't have to spend 50 years there. Um, let's get him out of there, okay? What's next? So, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he's running for president as a Democrat. Uh, look, I know he's not going to be Trump's running mate. There is a lot we like about him. He believes in freedom of speech. Big tech tried to shut him down a lot. They're not digging what he had to say about vaccines. So he had something to say at the, this is the, the Committee Against Weaponization of Government. Virtually everything, every statement that you just made about me is inaccurate. I have never advised black Americans not to receive vaccines. These are defamations and mal malignancies that are used to censor me, to prevent people from listening to the actual things that I'm saying. They had to invent a new word called malinformation to, to, to censor people like me. Malinformation is information that is true, but is inconvenient to the government that they don't want people to hear. Well, he was terrific today. A lot to say about uh, freedom of speech. Yeah. <laughs> freedom of speech is for speech that some people don't want to hear. It can't just be the good stuff. You've got to be able to say controversial things. And in America, you also have the right to be wrong. So good for him. And these crazy Democrats, I mean, censorship, what does that have to do with race? Of course, uh, the ranking member there played the race card. He has stated repeatedly he vaccinated all his children, and I'd like that to be introduced into the record, um, but tells the black community and myself, a mother of five black children, that I should really be careful and not necessarily have the same safeguards to protect my family, my children, from a virus that has killed millions of people because I'm black. She wants to be a victim. This is how she wants to see the world. She was talking about a lawyer that RFK hired once on, on his own website said he got vaccinated. Just crazy stuff. But when you start talking about race and you happen to be Congresswoman Plaskett, a lot of people get uncomfortable and will give her whatever she wants. It's not going to work if I ever enter that committee room. And I might just someday. I'll be right back. In 2010, our debt was $13 trillion. Gold was $1,000 an ounce. 
Today, $32 trillion and $2,000 an ounce. So now that we have $1 trillion in interest payments annually, another $1 trillion on defense, do we really think the spending is going to slow down? A surging national debt is bullish for gold. Bloomberg stated gold appears as a caged bull awaiting a catalyst. The oncoming commercial real estate crisis will be that catalyst. $1.5 trillion in interest-only loans are coming due, and with vacancies, plunging valuations, and higher interest rates, more companies are just going to walk away. It's no wonder Google searches for how to buy gold hit record levels in 2023. It's as simple as calling Patriot Gold Group today, by the way. Find out why they are an A-plus consumer affairs top-rated gold and silver company nationwide. Call the proud Americans at Patriot Gold today before it's too late. Mention Newsmax and you'll get best-in-class service from Patriots protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has no fee for life IRA where your IRA or 401k can be physical gold and silver. Call 888-309-9181. That's 888-309-9181 and get a free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer for six years in a row. Call now, 888-309-9181. Protect your retirement with the Patriot Gold Group. Right now, we are facing an unprecedented wave of continuous, unrelenting harassment and threats. Enduring these threats creates a near constant strain of anxiety and stress on our work. I've experienced these threats firsthand. One night, <laughs> one night in December 2020, I was about to put my son to bed when dozens of individuals descended upon our home. To this day, these images and this memory of that evening still haunts me. Oh, yes, she is so traumatized. This is Jocelyn Benson, Secretary of State of Michigan, a Democrat who helped re-engineer all the procedures, all the rules there to give the advantage to Democrats in the elections up there. And as she talks about how traumatized she was, look, whole country went through Black Lives Matter summer. A lot of people were traumatized, but I think she's overdoing it because she's told this story before about how upsetting this all was to her and she felt uncomfortable going out and that kind of thing afterwards. Check it out. I think she enjoys herself uh, out there, having fun, giving speeches in front of large, big groups. Yeah, girl power this. There she is, pretending to have a gun with her friends. Uh, this is not a woman who is, she's thriving, thriving being a Democrat, re-engineering all the rules. Uh, one of her friends in this sequence is the attorney general. There's Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah, the woman on the, on the left there with the fake gun, with her hands like a gun. That's the attorney general, Nessel. And she just came out and arrested or tried to have arrested the so-called fake electors. Nothing fake about them, but there is something fake about her. She had this press conference with no press. It's not like this is COVID. <laughs> this was Tuesday in a room by herself. No press whatsoever as she announces, uh, you know, she's charging uh, people for practicing politics. And a lie is a terrible way to say hello. The election in Michigan was procedurally the same as in every previous modern presidential election. Nearly 5.5 million Michigan voters cast their ballots. Well, it wasn't a normal election. She just said normal procedures. They changed everything up in Michigan. Take a look. No reason absentee ballots. That's a big change. Ballots sent to all registered voters, whether you ask for one or not. Weird. Same day voter registration, also not standard and ballot drop boxes all over the place. I don't like those. All kinds of changes. I don't trust them, and neither should you. Be right back.
So you're looking at Garrett O'Boyle, FBI whistleblower. Uh, in my book, he's a hero and has more integrity than the last four FBI directors combined. He came to talk about some blunt truth about the politicization of the FBI. And uh, guess what? He's been penalized in so many ways. Garrett O'Boyle joins us right now. Garrett, how are you? Congratulations. That was great testimony. Really powerful and really needed. How you doing? Greg, I'm doing okay. Thank you for having me. I you, appreciate your comments as well. You bet. From the heart, I watched the whole thing. Can I ask you this, though? Just jump to the big news of the day. The FBI uh, 1023 uh, about the confidential human source having the conversations with the founder of Burisma. Is this something you had knowledge of? And what are your thoughts now that it's out in the public domain? I didn't have personal knowledge of it. However, it was like pulling teeth to get that 1023 released, which is ridiculous because any special agent has, pretty much every special agent has a confidential human source, at least one of them. And it should not be that difficult to hand over a 1023 to Congress for their legally mandated oversight responsibilities like it was in this case. Overall, if you could encapsulate it, um, what is the basic problem with the FBI right now? I think the basic problem is hubris. That's what, it, that's what I've de determined that it boils down to. The people at the top, uh, Christopher Ray, we saw it last week at his testimony, and agents and employees of the FBI see it every day from even their local level supervisors all the way up to special agents in charge, and certainly at the seventh floor of the Hoover building, it is hubris. It's pride. And it's, it's wanton disregard for your rights, my rights, and the American people's rights, because they all think that they know what is best for you and for me, and they don't really care about freedom. They care about keeping you under their thumb, and that is the, the root of the problem. What is your status right now? Uh, you know, are you technically, technically, where are you? Technically, I'm an FBI employee. I just have no duty. I have no pay. Uh, my insurance is, is going to expire here in the, in the next uh, month or two. And uh, I th I'm pretty sure they're going to just keep me in this status as long as possible in an effort to try to get me to quit, uh, which I am not going to do, or at least I don't plan to do, because I think uh, me holding on as long as possible to help fight this will just continue to shed a light on part of the problem with the FBI. You know, the other day, Christopher Ray, who made something like $17 million between 2014 and 2016, joked that he wasn't getting enough money as FBI director. And I think he's the highest paid FBI director. I'm wondering if you noticed that and if other agents noticed that as well. We certainly noticed it. You know, I actually spoke to a former colleague of mine yesterday, and uh, we were discussing Christopher Ray's testimony. And the part that stood out to me the most was when he was asked about uh, going 10 months without being paid like I have been. And uh, he chuckled at that. And prior to his FBI salary, he was making $9 million a year at a private law firm. And now he gets to fly around on a $60 million plane at the taxpayer's uh, you know, behest. And he acts like he doesn't get paid enough. Uh, yet when someone steps forward in the FBI to say, hey, there's some problems going on here, then you get suspended without pay indefinitely with no updates on your status. And he gets to go up in front of Congress and not answer questions and then laugh about not getting paid enough or laugh about even entertaining the idea about being in a non-paid status like I am. Well, in my humble opinion, um, 
you did the right thing, and I do believe you will be fully restored. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I think that's going to happen for you and your family. Garrett O'Boyle, thank you very much, and uh, let's keep in touch. Yep, thank you for having me. You bet, and we'll be right back. There's Governor Bob McDonnell at the time and of Virginia, and he had it all going on as, as governor of Virginia. Hugely popular, uh, had all the right experience, a former attorney general, a military veteran, and was doing a great job as governor. And then overzealous prosecutors put a target on his back and went after him and went after him hard. He was convicted on, uh, on numerous counts, 11 counts in 2014. Uh, but guess what? It was all bogus. He was accused of corruption. It was all bogus. Unanimously, unanimously, it was all thrown out by the Supreme Court. Now, why did they get so far? Well, a guy named Jack Smith was involved. Jack Smith, the prosecutor, yeah, he was in the public integrity section at the Department of Justice and, and played a role in all of this. Same guy who's going after President Trump, went after Governor Bob McDonnell, who joins us right now. Governor, welcome back uh, to the show. Great Thanks, to see Frank. you. You bet. You bet. So tell us about this guy. How bad is he? Well, you know, on paper, look, Harvard lawyer has had a long career in the Justice Department, handled some very tough, complicated cases. But the five years, uh, Greg, that he was head of the public integrity section at DOJ, uh, you know, he pursued a lot of high profile cases that end up either getting hung juries or dismissed or in my case, unanimously reversed. I think Mr. Smith uh, had the law unanimously wrong. Uh, we argued that to the Justice Department, to the Deputy Attorney General and the prosecutors before the indictment, told them why their theories were wrong, had two of the best law firms in the country, Jones Day, Holland and Knight. And yet they persisted with the indictment. And as you just pointed out, Greg unanimously reversed in a pretty strong opinion by the Chief Justice saying you're basically criminalizing things that elected officials do every day, setting up meetings for donors. So I think the bottom line is what Stephen Breyer said in the oral argument, and that was that federal prosecutors are virtually uncontrollable. And if you let them have the final say in these charging decisions, you basically violate the separation of powers. And that's, I think, what happened in my case. Uh, I think he's overzealous, and I think he'd rather, uh, he'd rather win than really uh, vindicate the rule of law. That's what I walked away with, Greg. Wow. Uh, and what I kind of remember is they polit they criminalized politics, you know, politics. There are favors. There's give and take. It's it's called politics. And what are your thoughts on what President Trump is going through? And do you have any advice? Because, you know, he's dealing with the same guy you uh, you had to deal with. If all they have in this particular uh, case where they issued President Trump a target letter, which almost assuredly means there's going to be an indictment in the coming days. If that's all they have, I don't see anything new that would actually lead to a conviction for conspiracy, witness tampering. So uh, I don't know what his theory of the case will be, but in these high profile cases, he he's had a rush to judgment. And, uh, you know, it's tough when you got the full weight of the federal government and all the resources and prosecutors uh, against you. It's a tough fight. But the president uh, is maintaining his innocence. 
And we'll have to wait till the indictment is unsealed to see what are they actually accusing him of. As we say goodnight, Governor, we have a picture of you the day the uh, Supreme Court, I believe, ruled in your favor unanimously. I think you were out there. Or maybe this. Yeah, I think this was the day. Just if you can, in 10 seconds, what was that moment like when uh, when you won so overwhelmingly and decisively after all you had been through? Well, listen, I felt like I felt through 38 years of public service. We got the best justice system in the world. It's not perfect, but we usually get it right. And thank God, in my case, they got it right. All right, Governor. Many, many thanks. Governor Bob McDonald. Thank you, Greg. You bet, sir. And we'll be right back. Thank you. And we'll see you tomorrow. All the best.